Good morning. It's so great to have you join with us this morning, wherever you're tuning in from. Uh, we're super excited that you're, you're, you've made a choice today to, to step into um, this space, to be able to worship with us together, press into God's word and hear what he might be trying to speak to us about. Hey, today as a, a church family, we're, we're launching into a new sermon series called As For Me And My House. This series is designed to help us not only reflect on our own personal faith journeys, but, but how we go about building up those around us and encouraging those people closest to us in their walk with Jesus too. See, the thing is, everyone's on their own walk with Jesus, yeah? Just some people don't know it yet. So how do we use our, our influence in people's lives to, to draw them closer and deeper in their relationship with God? How do we, we step up as the leaders of our families, as, as, as leaders in our workplace or at our schools, to be able to, to shine the light of Jesus to those around us? Are we people that are, are known for our faith and hope in Jesus? Do we, do we stand apart as God's chosen, chosen people, uh, whether not, not in an arrogant way or a judgmental way, but, but are we, are we, do our actions and our words permeate into the lives of those people around us? Do those things we, we stand for make a bold statement in our lives and impact those people's lives around us? So to frame this new series where, where we're unpacking over the next four weeks, we're, we're drawing on some scripture from the Old Testament, from the book of Joshua. And to give you some backstory, Joshua is, is the leader of the Israelites. He, he took over the leadership um, after Moses. And you'll know from, from uh, the, the start of um, the Old Testament that we see the Israelites led by, by Moses out of, out of slavery in Egypt, uh, through the Red Sea, into the wilderness, heading towards the Promised Land. And we know that, that Moses couldn't lead the people into the Promised Land, but Joshua was the one that did that. And, and we've seen that this group of people, the, the Israelites, that they, they start to lose their, their way. They start to get distracted by all sorts of things. And, and they did it under the leadership of Moses, and they, they can, are continuing to do it under the leadership of Joshua. And so Joshua's giving them a rev up. He's kind of giving them a bit of a kick in the pants to say, come on, get your act together. And so we, we pick this up in, in Joshua 24, verse 14 and 15. Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your ancestors beyond the Euphrates or, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household... We will serve the Lord. See, Joshua makes this bold statement. He's, he's like, seriously, people, it's black or it's white. Choose today who you are serving. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So today, I wonder whether we're kind of at risk of doing the same things. Do we start to prioritise those other things in our life? Do we start to get distracted by those those? earthly feelings and earthly desires around us? Do we get distracted from those things that truly matter to us? And are we willing to make such a bold statement, just like Joshua did, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we pray that you will, 
use your Holy Spirit to speak to us today. That you might reveal to, the, to us those things in your heart that, that you just want us to know. We, we pray today that you would, would show us how to be godly examples to those people around us, that, that we might be able to place you at the head of our lives in, and the head of all that we do. That we might shine your light into those lives of those people that are closest to us. Lord Jesus, hear our prayer today. Amen. I wonder if you've been somewhere or maybe you know, you've been in the street and you come across someone that has some sort of like crazy wild hair or they're wearing something really bold and out there. You're kind of like, yeah, okay, that is a bold statement. No judgment, but you do you, but that, that is bold. That, that's full on. Or, or maybe you've had a conversation with someone and they make this sort of wild outlandish claim and you're kind of like, yeah, that, that's a bold, bold statement. Maybe after a big family meal, someone says, oh, I'm never, never going to eat that much again. And then 10 minutes later, they're looking for dessert. Or, or maybe you've asked that person, how big was that fish again? Oh, mate, it was this big. Seriously, it was the biggest fish ever. It was this big. Or maybe for the whole month of September, I'm not going to drink anything except water. Now, if you have a coffee addiction, anything like mine, that is a bold statement, right? So a shout-out to our, our crew that are doing Safe Water September at the moment. You're doing a great job. I'm not with you, but I'm certainly behind you. See, sometimes our bold statements, like sometimes they exaggerate something, but other times they're really trying to prove a point. They're, they're, they're making a stand about something. I wonder whether we're willing to make those kind of bold statements about our faith. See, the words we say or the statements we make in our actions have the power to, to not only change our lives, but impact those lives of those people around us, those people in our, in our households, in our workplaces. Let's break, break this down just a bit. As for me, Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So the obvious question is, what are our hearts full of? Are we storing up those things of faith, those things of God? And as a result, what, what, what's flowing out from us? What are other people seeing as a result of what's in our heart? Do we need to do kind of a, a self-check as to what we're filling our heart full of? Are we, are we filling it with, with positive things, God-honouring things, so that the organic outflow from our lives permeates into the lives of those around us? Are we being people of faith, people of conviction, a true disciple of Jesus? Maybe there's some work we need to do in that. Maybe we need to reprioritise and realign some of those things that we're filling our heart with so that, so that when we interact with people around us, we're, we're sharing words of love, of encouragement, of support and inspiration. Maybe there's a challenge in that for us today. When we walk out of church on a Sunday or we switch the stream off, whatever the case may be, are we using those things we've learnt and that we've heard, are we storing them in our hearts so that we can impact those around us? The next section of this passage says, As for me and my household, some translations say house, 
Some translations say household. What does your house look like? Well, maybe it's a bit like my house. We bought a house a couple of years ago and we've been slowly, slowly renovating it. It's starting to look good on the inside now, but yeah, the outside still looks a bit, a bit rubbish. It's a bold statement, that's for sure. But maybe, maybe your house has a red door. Maybe it's made out of bricks or wood. Maybe it's big. Maybe it's small. Maybe it's in the country or in the city. But there's probably no other house just like yours. Maybe there's other houses with the same layout, but you make it yours with the way you, you present it, maybe the way you furnish it. And it's yours and it's unique to you. Maybe the same could be said for your household. Maybe you live with a husband or wife, maybe with kids, maybe not. Maybe you live with a group of friends. Maybe your household is made up of a wider group of people. Perhaps you have grandparents or grandchildren living with you. Or maybe you open your house to those that need somewhere to stay. Maybe you live by yourself. Just as unique as your actual house is, so too could be the makeup of your household. I might be so bold as to say that even your household could be made up of even more people than who you physically live with. Maybe you're the kind of person that always has the neighbour's kids running through your house in a COVID-safe, normal way. Or maybe you have that random auntie or uncle and you don't really know where they came from, but you call them that. They're not related, but, but they're your auntie or your uncle. Maybe it goes beyond your relatives. Maybe it includes work colleagues. Maybe, maybe your school friends. Maybe your church family. Maybe they form part of your household. See, the biblical model of household was a bit different to what we perceive as well. Not only did the household in biblical terms include your children and maybe your husband or your wife, it might have included your employees, those people that we kind of know as slaves, but we, we know that relationship was a bit different. Maybe it included your, yeah, your employees, those people that worked the land or kept the house. But I think what Joshua is really talking about here is not so much his, his physical household, those people that live with him, but he's also declaring this over the future generations. He's declaring, as for me and my household that is now and is to come, we will serve the Lord. And so this notion of household becomes multidimensional. But, but one thing's for sure. A household, whatever you define it as, is made up of people and it's made up of relationships. We all have a sphere of influence. Each relationship, each connection, we, all, we each have an opportunity to, to show Christ in our interactions. In these interactions, we have almost a responsibility to be drawing those people around us into a relationship with Jesus. I wonder who runs your household. I'm not going to go into what that could look like in your family. But we all have different strengths and weaknesses, yeah? Some of us are good at keeping on top of bills, or, or maybe we cook the meals. Maybe some of us go to work each day. Maybe some of us stay at home and look after the kids. One of my responsibilities is driving places. My wife, if she can avoid it, will get out of driving places. So that, that's part of my role. That's what I do, and we're a good match in that. I get really anxious about maybe sending a meal back that even though there's hair in it or maybe I need to ask for a refund for something, 
I get really anxious about that. I, w- I wouldn't complain about things. But my wife, she's really good at that. And so we make a great team because she's really good at complaining. No, 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 no. Um, maybe she's just better at complaining than me. Anyway, what I'm saying is we all have a part to play. Each role is important. Each role is valuable. And each role has a purpose within the household. Whether you're the mom or the dad, the grandparent or the child, whatever role you have in these relationships, it's important. You're important and you are valuable. Not because of what you do, because of who you are. You're carrying Jesus with you wherever you go. You have a God-given potential that only you have. It's unique to you, and you have an opportunity to share it with those around you. But who's the head of your household? Who's truly in charge? May I pose the question, is Jesus the head of your household? Remember, the scripture says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. In this passage, there's only two verses. We read at the start of Joshua, the word serve or serving is used six times. It's not suggesting how we serve using our time or our skills, like we might think about it today. It's, it's talking about giving absolute and exclusive allegiance to God, to surrender our authority to him, to place him at the head of our lives, and at the head of our households, exclusively. That is to the exclusion of all other things. Ahead of work, ahead of sport, ahead of school or uni, or whatever your situation looks like. Putting God at the head of those things. And it doesn't mean we can't do them or have them. That's not, that's not what it's about. But what comes first? What is the priority? Who or what do we serve that has the exclusive authority over all of the elements of our lives? Watchman Nee was a Chinese Christian who, in the midst of the authoritative communist movement in China in the 1960s and 1970s, continued to to make bold statements for his faith. He continued to plant churches. He continued writing books and teaching people about Jesus all over China and throughout Asia. And he wrote this about the authority of God. God alone is authority in all things. All the authorities of the earth are instituted by God. It is therefore important for us who desire to serve God to know the authority of God. God's authority is absolute. Hence, we must give him absolute submission. That's our our heart's attitude. And absolute obedience, our outward actions. Let me show you something. I'm going to invite Lise up. I'm going to ask her to pace up and down the stage here. Maybe just picture you've only got two hours to get all your exercise in for the day, right? So just go to town. Not actually town, just... (laughs) And so I'm just going to grab something. I'm going to see whether I can stop her in her tracks. What made Lee stop? I didn't physically stop her. This sign made her believe that maybe I had her best interests at heart. 
Maybe there's a giant hole over here. There's not. But maybe there's something uh, that, that's posing a danger. Maybe I need to draw her attention to something. But she trusts that I have her best interests at heart. I wonder if I went out onto York Street right now whether I could do the same with some cars. Let's find out. <laughs> Joking. Thanks so much, Lise. Can take that for me. See, the thing with authority is we often see it as this kind of ruling and top-down thing where, where someone has authority over someone else and it's controlling and, and uh, domineering. And, and there's this kind of negative connotation with it. And, and like we see it maybe in the workplace where the boss is in charge and they, they, they push down their power and authority onto their employees, perhaps. And sometimes that's good. We need direction and we need guidance. Sometimes it's bad when it gets out of hand. But what if we turn that, that around? What if we, we looked at authority as something that is given? If we are giving authority to something, we're allowing it control. We're trusting that maybe it has our best interests in mind. If we allow Jesus to control our lives, we know that through the scriptures, he absolutely has our best interests at heart. He went to the cross for our best interests. It's his greatest desire to be in control of our lives because he wants the best for us. He wants to be in control of our lives and he wants to be control, in control of our households. He wants for us to give him the authority to work through us and impact those around us. I'm going to share a reasonably large passage from the book of Colossians. And I'm going to read from the message paraphrase. And, and I put a disclaimer out there, it is precisely that. It's a paraphrase. It's an interpretation. You're welcome to follow along in whatever version of the Bible you enjoy. I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to unpack it a little bit. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. My counsel for you is simple and straightforward. Go ahead with what you've been given. You received Christ Jesus, the Master. Now live Him. You're deeply rooted in Him. You're well constructed upon Him. You know the way around the faith. Now do what you've been taught. School's out. Quit studying the subject and start living it. And let your living spill over into thanksgiving. Watch out for people who try to dazzle you with big words and intellectual double talk. They want to drag you off into endless arguments that never amount to anything. They spread their ideas through the empty traditions of human beings and the empty superstitions of spirit beings. But that's not the way of Christ. Everything of God is expressed in him, so you can see and hear him clearly. You don't need a telescope, a microscope, or a horoscope to realise the fullness of Christ and the emptiness of the universe without him. When you come to him, that fullness comes together for you too. His power extends over everything. Entering into this fullness is not something you figure out or achieve. It's not a matter of being circumcised or, or keeping a long list of laws. No, you're already in. Insiders, not through some secretive initiation rite, but rather through what Christ has already gone through for you, destroying the power of sin. If it's an initiation ritual you're after, you've already been through it 
by submitting to baptism. Going under the water was a burial of your old life. Coming up out of it was a resurrection. God raising you from the dead as he did Christ. When you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, you were incapable of responding to God. God brought you alive right along with Christ. Think of it. All sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, the old arrest warrant cancelled and nailed to Christ's cross. He stripped all the spiritual tyrants in the universe from their sham authority at the cross and marched them naked through the streets. This is a bold statement. See, not unlike the Israelites in the the book of Joshua, the church at Colossae, who, who Paul is writing to in this letter, they started to lose their way a bit too. Even after knowing Jesus, all that Jesus did for them, they still managed to get distracted and lose their way. They kept drifting back to their old habits, the old rules and regulations that they were once governed by. And this church needed a similar reminder to that of the Israelites, that through Jesus, there's a new life, one of hope and one of purpose, fulfilling the promises of God, once and for all. And the challenge was, make a bold statement. Live it out now. I wonder where you're at today. Maybe this past season has placed you in a bit of a rut, and I hear that. It's, it's been a heavy season. Have some things started to take different priorities to, to, want, to what they once did? Do we need to just reassess whether Christ is at the head of our lives and at the head of our households? Maybe we need to do that self-check. As for me and my household, will we serve the Lord? I wonder where you're at on your spiritual walk today. Do you know Jesus? Maybe you've been listening today and something's stirring inside you and you don't really know what that is. Maybe something through the worship time, through the prayers, maybe through this message. Maybe you don't know how to interpret that or you don't know what's going on. We'd love to have a conversation with you. No doubt you've got some questions you need answered. We'd love to be able to to guide you in the right direction to find some answers. Or the, the passage in Colossians speaks about baptism. I wonder whether you've been baptized or whether that's something God's laying on your heart. At York Street, we we believe in what we call the believer's baptism. We, we baptise people who profess their faith in Jesus with full immersion. There's a baptistry under here, under the keyboard here. It takes about an hour to fill. If you're feeling convicted today, I encourage you to step out, make a bold statement, get in contact with us. We can't have lots of people in the building right now, but we can have you and we can baptise you if that's something that God's laying on your heart. Maybe... There's another area of your personal life or the life of your family that started to drift in its priorities. I wonder what bold statement you need to make today. Perhaps today is the day to reprioritise some of those things. Reappoint Jesus at the head of your life, at the head of your household. One of the greatest challenges we have at the moment when we can't meet face-to-face is knowing who's connecting in. We can't tell whether you're watching right now or not. We're trusting and we're hoping that you are and we're so glad to have you with us. So I'm going to try something a little bit different today. At 7pm tonight, 
after our last service has an opportunity to hear this message. If you're connected in here at York Street and we have your details, you're going to receive an email. And the subject line of that email says, what bold statement are you going to make today? That's an opportunity for you to let us know of those bold statements maybe you're looking to make today. We'll be able to support you and encourage you, answer your questions, whatever that looks like. Maybe we don't have your details. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time today or you've been joining us online and we don't know who you are. Well, there's an opportunity for you to reach out to us. Maybe that's your bold statement. On the bottom of the screen, you should see our email address, office at yorkstreet.com.au. You make the first move. Maybe that's your bold statement, reaching out and saying, hey, I'd love to connect. We would love so much to see you connect in with our community here at York Street. All you need to do, maybe at 7 o'clock, maybe later, you just need to reply and let us know maybe what your bold statement of faith might look like. We're also available on social media, if that's more your thing. Our teams would love to start a conversation, whatever that might look like for your situation. Let's pray today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word and its promises. We pray right now that, that we would continue to place you, Jesus, at the head of our lives and at the head of our households. I pray right now for any of those people that are sitting on the edge of a bold statement, that they would step out, step out in your plans and your purposes for them, that they would make an incredible, bold faith statement today. We pray your, your equipping and your anointing on those ones right now. Lord Jesus, hear our prayers. Amen.